0: Listeners, this is your lucky day. Uh, We're going to release our first of 8,000 mock drafts (laughs) today. We're going to update them every half hour because that's the way mock drafts work. Things change every 20 minutes or so. We need to reflect those changes. Uh, So this will be our first mock draft, but don't worry. Uh, We'll be emailing you, DMing you, uh, snail mailing you all of our mock drafts. You won't be able to do anything else other than read our mock drafts. Uh, it, it is amazing. I mean, i I remember John and this is an old guy observation uh, coming from an old guy. But I remember when, like there were two people in the country who were doing mock drafts, and mm-hmm. they did them by by mailer and you got one mock draft. They saved up all their information, put it in one mock draft. My God, some of these companies now, it's like their entire business is putting out mock drafts that they will then revise a day or two later. it's It's ridiculous, but one of the trends, is really fascinating through the Vikings' prism. And that is that Drake May went from being a guy who was having not the greatest year at North Carolina to it felt like as soon as the NFL season ended, all of a sudden he became the guy who might go number one, might go number two. The Vikings might trade up to get. Is this draft draft season craziness or is this reality?
1: You know, I, I do think that um... – Part of it is draft season craziness, because as you as you so well uh, laid out, that it does a a um a draft guru no good to put out a mock draft, like, let's say, at the end of January or whatever and and say, "Nope, nothing's changed. I'm sticking with it. Like the, there's no reason to keep coming back because it's still one through thirty two. I've got pretty much where it is. It, there has to be some drama. There has to be some risers and fallers and 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 things like that to keep people coming back and keep looking at, you know, you know, what's the latest update on it. And so there's going to be some subterfuge. There's going to be some phoniness, frankly, in some of the coverage of the draft because, Really what I think is the is the reality of the situation, Jim, is that you can like teams can talk about who they like and who they don't through the season. They want, you know, they have send scouts and, and executives to games to scout these guys and and they look at them and 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 they get a good idea of them. But really it's not until after the Super Bowl and kind of leading into the combine that they all get in a room together at each in each franchise and really start to have the big conversations about these players and really dive in to the tape. uh, Look at, you know, you do their due diligence on guys and, 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 you know, tear them down and build them up and, and argue about them and things like that. So there, I do think there's some volatility that is genuine in this portion of the season, because for now you have the general manager getting into draft evals more when he was busy during the season. Now you have the head coach starting to take a real look at, at some of the players after, you know, not having time to dedicate during a long season. And so it brings different perspectives and it brings different conversations into it. Um, And so that's just the natural process of it. But um, some of it certainly is absolutely manufactured just to try and get clicks, just to try and get attention and get things going. But uh, we are in the craziest probably portion of the draft preparation as teams are just really sinking their teeth into it, just having the organization wide conversations about these guys and now really trying to make some some you know narrow the field of, of who they like and who they don't.
0: Yeah, I have a couple of thoughts on Drake May. We're going to talk about Justin Jefferson. We're going to talk about Kirk Cousins. A lot of intrigue out there. Some of it is actual, actually real. (laughs) We'll try to separate what is real from what might not be real here. I also have a a draft uh, anecdote to tell you. This is the Viking Update show. He's John Krasinski from The Athletic. I'm Jim Suhan from the Star Tribune. We also have the Jeff Diamond show on this network, former Vikings general manager. This is two writers who have been watching, covering the Vikings, for decades uh, telling you what we find and what we think. And uh, we want to thank our producer, Brandon Morton. We're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services studios. We want to thank Aquarius Home Services to find destinations. John will be telling you about a really cool trip he has planned for the summer. Uh, Thanks also to TSR Injury Law and Twill in the Dining Galleria, my favorite men's clothing store. Uh, So let's, this all brings to mind an experience I had when I was an NFL beat writer in the early nineties. And, and I had good sources throughout the league. I covered the Dallas Cowboys before I came here. So I u- leaned on my Cowboys sources. I had sources around the league that I'd gotten covering Super Bowls. And back then it was probably easier to get sources, but you saw pe- more people face-to-face. I t- talked to a general manager who had won a Super Bowl before a draft. And I had my idea of what the mock draft, what my, my, my draft was going to be. And I talked to him. And I said, hey, you know, listen, this, this is off the record. Just tell me what your your mock draft, your expectations are. He read me off his organization's primary mock draft, what they thought teams would do. That was the worst mock draft I have ever come across <laughs> in my life. He got every pick wrong. Now, yes. was he an idiot? Of course not. Um, was he lying to me? He didn't have any reason to. He'd always been honest to me, with me before. Um, but, like, there were a couple of trades and there were a couple of uh, surprising players sliding, and it changed everything. So, I mean, even NFL teams mock drafts might end up looking silly by the by the time the draft actually happens. The other thing is that Drake May has become, to me, the most intriguing member of this draft class because he you don't really know what you're looking at. He's, and I'll, I'll make two comparisons. One is the easy one, which is Mitchell Trubisky was also a big, strong. Uh, you know, athletic quarterback at North Carolina who ended up not, and he had one good season in college football, and then he could not handle the NFL. The other comp I will suggest here is Troy Aikman. Mm. Troy, Rodney Pete, you know, his crosstown rival at USC was a bit a more successful college quarterback than Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman had been bumped out of Oklahoma because they went to a running offense with Jamel Hollywood. And so it was easy to have ne- associate negatives to Troy Aikman as a quarter, as a college quarterback. He didn't win big, um, and he was, he had to go to a second school, and the second school was not exactly a football powerhouse. And then I remember, you know, the, Jimmy Johnson and his scouts going to look at Troy Aikman before their big draft in 1989, and they came back and said, "Oh, this guy's the number one. This guy, he's big, he's strong, he's athletic, he's smart. Uh, he throws uh, he throws a crap out of the ball." Uh, he has touch. He has leadership skills, and it would have been really easy to take all the negatives about Aikman at that time and say, "Why would you draft this guy?" But when they really looked at him closely, they didn't care about any of that stuff. So I don't know which Drake May is. I don't know if he's being his value is being inflated because he looks so much like a quarterback. He's big. He's strong. He's athletic. He throws the ball well, or whether he really is that good.
1: Yeah, and, and just a side note, Jim, can can you think about like in this day and age? what it sounds like to say, Oh man, you know, he had to change schools. So that's a big detriment. That's a big detriment to this. And, and just where we are now, where, where everyone is, you know, you know, hop, skipping, jumping all over the country to two, three different schools for, for even when they're good and, you know, grad school, the the years and all that stuff, it's just, uh, it's amazing to see how, how different the landscape is. But, um, yeah, I mean, on Drake May, you know, he. This is I. I'll make a shameless promotion for our guy Dane Brugler at the Athletic, who is our draft guru, and he just pours his heart and soul into, you know, into evaluating these guys and he's and and talking to people about them and and trying to come up with the most accurate uh portrayal of the field as he can. He's not perfect. He's not right about everything, but I I generally trust the work that he puts in and he puts Drake May at his fourth um best prospect in in the draft and um and the second quarterback behind Caleb Williams. So, you know, Brugler says that he he loves the the arm strength. He thinks that um he you know, he he has quick reaction and quick decision making. And he can scramble a little bit. The 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 comp that he pr- brings up, uh, Jim, is Justin Herbert because
0: mm-hmm.
1: he has a big arm. He can process, make decisions quickly, but he also will make a reckless decision every once in a while. He will cut it loose and um, and throw an interception and um, and 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 I think rely on his physical gifts and believe that that's going to be enough to to power through um on a throw that you shouldn't make. And so I yeah, it's in it's really a difficult prospect to really kind of pin down just because of all of the variables with it now and I think that's why we are seeing some variance in where he's projected. And you know forever for throughout the college season it was Caleb Williams, Drake may one and two. That's the way it's going to go. I've seen a couple of mock drafts. These last couple, this last week where may actually slid all the way to 11 with the Vikings. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's going to happen. That would shock me. But um, what if Jaden Daniels jumps over him? What if um, you know, a couple of other prospects just rise up a little bit and, and may slips. It's not, it doesn't seem any more completely out of the realm of possibility that he is there at 11 for the Vikings, um, even though it's not something that I would bet on going into it.
0: Okay. And we might change these things like all mock drafters, but top three quarterbacks, how would you rank them right now?
1: So at at the start of the season and even early in the season, it was Caleb Williams. One clearly no question absolutely like one of the best quarterback prospects in the league. And then it was probably may and then Jan- and then Jane Daniels, right? Like that's probably the, that was conventional wisdom. I think that as the season played out, I think Jane Daniels closed the gap by a significant margin. And I think that, um, that Caleb Williams wasn't quite as impressive. I think as some people expected him to be, um, so, you know, I might, like, as of right now, uh, it might be Williams 1, Jaden Daniels 2, May 3 for me. Um, and, you know, I, I do want to look more at it and put do some more homework into it before I kind of come to a final conclusion. But that's a little bit of where I'm leaning right now because I just really do look at Jaden Daniels as a very modern quarterback uh that brings multiple dimensions that can wing it that can run that is fast and um and athletic and and all of those things but also can just drop back and sit in a pocket like they require you to do at LSU and make pro throws and so um so I'm leaning that way just a little bit here but I want to reserve the right to change my mind as we get a little bit closer.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not gonna yes, I'm not gonna lock into anything. At the moment, my favorites are Daniels one, Williams two, and May three. But I'm surprising myself because I really thought the May stuff was overdone. Mm-hmm. Uh now I'm starting to see a little bit more what people see in him. And I might move him to number two at some point. But we'll keep talking about. It. But the important thing here is to talk about this in the context of the Vikings. Let's do that next with what where we think. Uh, the Cousins negotiations are headed and what quarterback the Vikings might realistically have a chance at. We're also going to talk about how all this looks to Justin Jefferson. Uh, Let's get to that here in a second. First though, uh, John, tell us about your, uh, your defined destinations trip.
1: That's right, Jim. We are headed to Spain with defined destinations, defined destinations.com. If you go to that website, search for a taste of Spain with John Krasinski, you'll find all the details. We're going to Madrid and Barcelona, two of the most exotic cities in the world from August 22nd through 29th. It's an unbelievable package that we have to, uh, to go and visit. We'll see museums. We will see uh, all sorts of different landmarks in both cities. There is a sangria and, um, and tapas tour. There are unbelievable restaurants, unbelievable sights to see in both of these cities. And I am really excited to not only spend some time with everyone who does sign up and come with, we'll have some dinners together, we'll be able to talk some wolves and some Vikings, be able to spend some time with each other, but we'll also have plenty of time and freedom to go out and explore on our own. Um, If you want to bring your wife, you want to bring your husband, you want to bring your son or daughter, you want to bring friends and coworkers, whoever it is you are going to have really a lot of time to spend as a group together and 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 go around and visit everything and also to be go on, go on and venture out and do your own thing it's DefineDestinations.com, a taste of spain uh, we would love for you all to come with us and um and have just an unforgettable trip. Maybe we'll knock on Ricky Rubio's door. Who knows what's going to happen with it. But I'm really looking forward to everyone uh, coming up with us and for me to go to Spain for the first time in my life and with an unbelievable group like Define Destinations to help make sure we get to see all of the, the great sites, stay in four-star hotels right in the hearts of both cities. You can't miss it. Um, hope you all join me. DefinedDestinations.com for a taste of Spain with John Krasinski.
0: We're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studios. We're going to let you know more about Aquarius Home Services. Scott for Aquarius, wishing you a happy new year. And happy, how can we be only halfway through winter? Want some good news? Now is the time to replace your old furnace and AC with a new high-efficiency whole home heating and cooling system. Because at Aquarius, you can install it now and not pay a penny until next year. Visit AquariusHomeServices.com and schedule your free estimate today. Financing offers subject to available credit. Aquarius, earning the right to be recommended. So. we ended up talking about Drake may a lot because we have no idea what's going to happen with the quarterbacks in this draft or the Vikings quarterback situation, or whether they will move up, move down, or stay where they are or whether they'll even take a quarterback and a lot of it. And they could re-sign cousins and get a quarterback. We have no idea what's going to happen, but it sounds like Justin Jefferson is keeping a close eye on these things.
1: I I think so. And you know, we've, we've heard Tom Pelissero from the NFL network who's really plugged in to the Vikings talk about, you know him watching that closely and seeing what the plan is before making any decision on what is going to be best for him going forward with the Vikings or or anywhere else. And so there's just a whole lot that hinges on them doing the right things this off season. And you and I talked about it Jim, but that was always the risk that they exposed themselves to last summer when they did not get a deal done with Justin Jefferson. You opened yourself up to things going haywire, injuries happening, um, the foundation cracking a little bit. And I would say that at this time last summer, or it's not at this time, but going into the off season last year, you thought, The Vikings are in great shape coming off of a 13 and four season. They have cousins. They have Jefferson. They have some real talent around them. Um, And this is going to be a team that can compete um, in the NFC for a long, long time. And um, it's how quickly things can change in the NFL with how things went this season. All of a sudden, you have questions about uh, their talent on defense you have they have a bunch of needs on offense where they fit in the nfc north pecking order and i think you have questions about just the the culture with Delfa Mensa and, and kevin o'connell working together all of those things has now bred is now breeding more um opportunities for justin jefferson to think okay is this really the best place for me and do i have the right things around me to be successful for the long term. And so I think that them not getting the deal done last summer continues to be a huge mistake. And now there is just a lot more riding on them making the right decisions this offseason to ensure that one of the very best players in the league and one of the faces of the NFL wants to stay in Minnesota for the long haul. And whatever they do at quarterback is going to go, I think, a long way toward um painting a picture for Justin Jefferson that this is a place he can be for a long time or that he has to start looking at an exit plan.
0: Yeah. And, and it all sounds very dramatic. I will just also say this, of course, Justin Jefferson is going to pay attention to what they do at quarterback. Of yeah. course that's going to matter to him. Sometimes as reporters, you know, as a long time, you were a long time beat writer. I was a beat writer for a long time. Sometimes you have to work really hard as a reporter to confirm what was probably obvious, but you just have to take the steps to confirm it, right? Of course, Justin Jefferson is going to pay attention to what they do with the quarterback. I will also say that Jeff Diamond said, hey, you know, even he thinks they're going to get a deal done this offseason. But even if they don't, they could keep him another two years. And a lot of things could change between now and then on either side of those negotiations. Still best for everybody if they get the deal done this offseason. And that means that they're going to have to sign Cousins probably to ease the Jefferson negotiations. What I find fascinating is, uh, you know, listening to some of the better talking heads in the business about the NFL offseason is you're starting to hear, well, boy, maybe cousins go to the Falcons and Mm -hmm. play with really skilled position players and make 30, $35 million a year. I think the Vikings are going to be willing to offer more than that a year. And they have Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson and Jordan Addison. Um, I think the Vikings are the right place for Cousins to end up playing. And I think they can pay him a lot of money. I think a deal is there to be made.
1: I think so too. And, you know, some of the things that are coming up right now, you do have to kind of take with a grain of salt because one thing that you understand is that Kirk Cousins is one of the best negotiators and players of the financial field the NFL has literally ever seen so it doesn't behoove him to say i'm all in on the vikings i want to be here um let's just get a deal done whatever it takes like he wants to maximize his earnings and i know he said at the end of the season that you know money isn't the the main driving factor anymore but anybody in his position would do everything they can to get as much money as they can and so he's playing that game very well we'll see how genuine some of the leaks are some of the reading of the tea leaves are in terms of you know are the falcons a real possibility is is him leaving to go somewhere else a real possibility because it could be just used as leverage uh to get the vikings to add a little bit more and and and, and get it done uh but he is in a strong position and he uses his leverage very very well um my gut Tells me that he wants to be here, um, that he will, that if he is given the opportunity to make somewhere in the same neighborhood with the Vikings as he would with the Falcons, um, that he would take the Vikings. I think that that's true in terms of his familiarity with Kevin O'Connell, his family wanting to liking to to live in Minnesota, his comfort just in the organization in general. I think he would do that. That said, if the Falcons throw huge money and a longer term at him, I, I think he can really look at that and really, really consider that and might even end up taking that. Um, but I, if if I'm trying to handicap the field, I think he is going to end up back in purple. I think they are going to get a deal done. If they do not, that will be very, very interesting for Justin Jefferson, for this whole regime Going forward, in terms of what the next move is,
0: yes. Uh, and Alice, I'm gonna ask you your gut feelings on where a few key Vikings end up. Uh, but first, I want to thank TSR Injury Law, sponsor of many shows, including the John Krasinski show on this network. Please check out John's show on the Timberwolves, one of our best shows, one of our most popular shows. And the Timberwolves are both fun and fascinating right now. Uh, TSR Injury Law, they've been great to us, they'll be great to you if you ever need their particular kind of help. If you're ever injured, call 612-TSR-TIME. That's all you really need to know. 612-TSR-TIME. They'll take care of you. They will not charge you unless you win your case, and they win lots of cases. 612-TSR-TIME. Also want to thank Twill in the Edina Galleria. Twillmn.com is the website. I recommend not going to the website. I rem- recommend going to uh, the Edina Galleria, walking through that beautiful mall, probably the best place to shop in town, really good restaurants, a great bookstore. Uh, Places sit down. They usually have music. It's just, just a beautiful space. I recommend going there for a really relaxed, enjoyable shopping experience. And I recommend just checking out Twill. Uh, friendly, incredibly knowledgeable, long-term staff members. Uh, place you can sit down. They usually have the game on. Uh, they're sports fans. Uh, they're, you know, they and they are looking. They have the kind of clothes that can set you up whether you're looking to go watch your son's or daughter's hockey game. Uh, in a cold rink or whether you're looking for stuff that'll be great to wear on a golf course in the middle of the summer. One thing I'll recommend, uh, especially the Peter Millar and Johnny O lines, they make kind of breathable, flexible, athletic fabric that looks like dressy stuff. It looks, it doesn't, you know, it's not a choice. You don't have to, you don't have to buy a golf shirt that uh, either that looks crummy, but it's comfortable or looks nice and is uncomfortable. They have these flexible, expandable fabrics that look like dress clothes, which I wear all the time. Check out Twill in the Dining Gallery at twillmn.com. All right. So let's just let's just throw it out there again. We're, we're in fun, fun weird, uh, speculative season in the NFL schedule right now. Where do you think Cousins ends up?
1: I, th- I, I do. I, th- I think um, I think it's Vikings. Um... I think that's what's going to be in the end. He's going to want familiarity. He's going to want um, he's going to want comfort with his family. And I think the Vikings will understand that they can't go into next season with a rookie quarterback, uh, you know, kind of leading the way. And so cooler heads will prevail. All that will get done. And I think that's what's going to happen.
0: Agreed. What do you think happens with Justin Jefferson this offseason?
1: that i'm not as confident about i i i it, it, so if cousins signs let's operate from there then i i think that jefferson will get a deal done um i think it's going to be a groundbreaking financial deal maybe you know one of the richest for a non quarterback um in the league i think that's what the vikings should do but at the same time like i you kind of like follow this process and you get a, an indication or, a, or an idea that maybe quasi doesn't want to go that far. You know, maybe he's, he's, he's not all the way in on, on, on making a deal that big for a receiver. And I don't even know, maybe it's the right decision, but I I think it's not going to be as straightforward as a cousins negotiation is going to be. And that's why there, I think there's real potential for it to get a little haywire before anything gets resolved. I don't know what you think.
0: I think it's a really interesting look at, at Quesi's mind because he wants to do things differently. He wants to be innovative. And when you are looking at a deal like this, innovation ain't going to get it done. you just, you're going to pay him what he wants to be paid, or you're going to lose him eventually. Um, I think that Quesi, I, I can't predict what he's going to do. I'm not going to pretend I, I can get inside his mind. I think they need to sign Jefferson, I think it needs to happen this offseason. And here, here's what where, where I'm going to go. Um, I One interesting thing about having Jeff Diamond on the network explaining the salary cap is he's made me realize what a great situation the Vikings are in financially. I know, listen, they're coming off a bad season. They have a lot of financial demands. They have a lot of uh, uncertain contracts. They have a lot of people who want a lot of money. All true. But they could re- They if they sign Cousins, they could structure it so they reduce – or they increase their salary cap space for this year. If they sign Jefferson, they could sign Jefferson to a record deal and increase their salary cap space this year. Doing both of them would give them enough money to sign Daniil Hunter and go get another free agent pass rusher. They could bounce back really quickly if they keep Cousins. If Cousins leaves, they take a a very large uh, dead cap hit, and they might lose Jefferson. So I see this as dominoes. I think they'll sign Cousins. I think Jefferson will come back, and then I think if they can navigate the draft the way they want to, they will draft what they hope will be their quarterback in the future. Although that part is more uh, is going to be more difficult to do.
1: Yeah, and and that's the thing is um, all of this is very doable, like you said. Like it's not uh, it, it's not an impossible needle to thread. Uh, you can see them pulling all of these steps off in succession and then feeling pretty good about where they are going into next season. I know that this last season was rough that I know that there, it looks to be an uphill climb in the division with, uh, the lions emerging with Jordan love looking to be legit with the bears having a bunch of assets and draft picks to, to see if they can kind of turn things around. Uh, but um, there are real clear and attainable avenues for the Vikings to take to solidify both their present and their future. They have to do it, They have to make the right decisions. They have to draft the right players, they have to they have to pull, you know uh, negotiate the right deals, all of those things. But it, this is not an impossible task for them to pull off. It, but it, there are a series of steps. There is a series of steps that need to happen one after another to make sure that things fall the way that they need to fall.
0: Well said. All right, let's get final thoughts on the Vikings, the NFL, and this offseason once again. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. Best way to listen to this show or any show you like at the network, including Jeff Diamond's Vikings and NFL Insider. Dawn of sports with Dawn Mitchell, who's doing a great job with her new show and J- the John Krasinski show on the Timberwolves best way to listen, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It is free. It's the easiest way to listen. And thanks to all of our sponsors once again, for making all of this possible. All right, give me a final, final general thought on whatever you want, mock drafts, Vikings, anything going on this offseason.
1: Yeah. I would just say like, you know, the, I'm sure we will get into this more in subsequent uh, discussions and and podcasts, but like, one thing that we have not really talked about a lot yet as we look at the draft and at quarterbacks and cousins and all of these things is what is going to happen with Daniil Hunter. And I think that while certainly what happens at quarterback is more important to the overall picture of what the Vikings can be next year and beyond, um, Daniel Hunter really is the linchpin of what is going to happen for them defensively because they need to keep him as one of the few real difference makers that they have on their team um, from the defensive side of the equation. And I, I, again, think that that is another very complicated issue uh, in terms of negotiations, in terms of, you know, how things have gone in the past and and where his value is at. And so what happens with him is going to be a, big bellwether moment for what Brian Flores' defense looks like next season?
0: Uh, well said. I'll I'll go the uh, former beat writer, NFL reporter route with my final thought and say that you and I both talk to people off the record all the time. A big part of beat writing is getting people to kind of let their guard down and trust you and say things that they might not be willing to say on the record or not at least be not willing to say on the record yet. Um, this is the one time of year where I am completely suspicious of anything that is put out anonymously, off the record, surreptitiously. Yeah. This is yeah. the time of year where NFL executives will lie to sort to, their, to reporters they're talking to off the record to guide the market to where they want it to go, to guide perception to where they want to go, to put up a smoke screen about what they intend to do. So. As you're watching all these mock drafts, as you're watching all these insider reports this off season, just remember somebody out there is lying to benefit their own position. And so just this is what my approach this time of year is use logic, not sourcing, uh, use history, use precedent. Uh, it might not be right, but you're probably on safer footing trying to figure it out for yourself than relying on information that's being put out that might be absolutely bogus.
1: And the great thing about it, Jim, is you're going to get the answer eventually in the draft anyway. Right. Like that's all, whatever's going to happen is right there. So um, take that into account that this is all just speculation. It's all um, smoke screening. It's all of that stuff. The answers will come. You just have to be a little patient.
0: Yeah, and if you listen to the show, we'll help guide you through we'll this. We'll give you them.
1: We'll g- we'll give you them early, just that. that's what we do. So
0: That's exactly right. Hey, he's John Krasinski from The Athletic. Thanks again to Brandon Morton, our producer. Again, check out TalkNorth.com. We have a great sports lineup, great outdoor lineup, great variety lineup. Uh, it's been a blast working with John and Brandon, putting this network together. Uh, thanks to all of our sponsors. We'll talk to you next week.